Welcome to the City Hills Church Sermon Podcast. We hope that the message today helped you encounter God, love people, and discover purpose. For more information about who we are as a church, head over to cityhillschurchsd.com. If you would like to partner with us financially, click the Give button at the top of the homepage on our website. And now, let's jump right into the message. Well, I anticipated this morning someone reminding me that my Patriots weren't going to be in the Super Bowl this year. I did not anticipate that it was going to be my wife. So, it just, yeah, I appreciate that. I can't complain too much being a fan over the last few years. But welcome to Vision Sunday, guys. We are pumped about this. And for those of you who are new to City Hills, every year in the last uh, Sunday of January, we take this time where we, we just cast some vision over this next year, the thing that, that God's been working in our hearts over our church. But every year, we also like to take some time to talk about your own vision for your life, and, and it falls perfectly in our I Choose series that we've been going through over the last um, three or four weeks. And if you've missed any of the weeks, it's been a really cool series to just unpack what starting out our year looks like when we're focusing on our decisions. And so I'd love for you to check out the podcast if you missed any of the weeks. It's been a really cool adventure to see. But today I want to close it out, and it's the first blank already. Get ready. Here we go. I choose significance over surviving. Significance over surviving. And I want to start today with a story around uh, three years ago, about this time, Um, I had an opportunity to be a part of a a pastor's like teaching meeting conference kind of deal and we flew out, me and three of the guys that I work with, we flew out to Arizona for this training and uh, we were going to go teach some pastors some different things that we had learned over the years and it was a really exciting experience and for me it was my very first time coming out to the West not technically coast, but to the west. It was past Texas, right? So like for me, it was a big deal. And we were super stoked. We were working in Phoenix. And after we got done with our work, we stayed there a couple more days and we drove up and we rented this like beautiful Airbnb up in Flagstaff, which Flagstaff was awesome. I loved Flagstaff. Beautiful. I've never grown up around snow. So just like all of that stuff was awesome. The mountains, it was beautiful. And the whole point of the trip was we were going to go snow skiing. And for those of you who know me a little bit, I am awful at snow skiing. I've done it twice, and both times I almost died. It's just not something for me. It's frustrating. Please don't bring it up because I don't like it. A friend of mine, uh, one of the guys in the church last weekend, he's like, bro, I want to go take you snow skiing. I'm like, you know me, right? You understand this. Anyways, one of the other things that we were going to do is we are going to go to the Grand Canyon. And I'd obviously never gone past Texas. I've never been to the Grand Canyon. And so my friends who had been there before, uh, they were really, they were excited about me seeing it. Now, I don't know about you, but I'm not, like, scared of heights, but I'm not, like, friends with heights either, right? Like, I'm not, I don't enjoy heights unless I'm strapped to a roller coaster. I'm not good with, like, super high things because I figure on a roller coaster, if I die, then at least my family gets to sue the company and, like, they'll be okay without me, right? Like, that's, that's my theory on going high in roller coasters. But just being out there dangling just to fall and die, not, not really my cup of tea. It, but my friends wanted me to get the full effect. So we pull into the, uh, the parking lot, and they blindfolded me. Yes. And we, they brought me out to the edge 
against the railing of the Grand Canyon. They whipped the blindfold off, and I lost my breath. I don't know if you've ever been there, but it is majestic. It is like one of the most beautiful, mind-blowing. It looks like a painting. It doesn't make any sense. It's just enormous. It's gorgeous. And my breath was taken away and just blown away by how beautiful it was, but also how high it was. Like, let's just be real. It is high up there, especially on the Arizona side. Uh, and it had just snowed. The wind was like whipping through there. And so we decided, being four guys without our wives and without our children there, I mean, we're going to embrace our moment to be kids. So we did something that's probably illegal, but don't judge me. It's okay. We decided we want to embrace this moment because we saw this ledge out on the other side of the rail, and it's probably a couple hundred feet out, and it just was like, we should go climb on that. So we hopped the rail illegally, and we go and we're climbing. We are not prepared at all. Like I said, there was snow everywhere all through this thing, and so we just start rock climbing out towards this ledge. And I actually have a couple pictures here so you can see it. This doesn't do it justice, but this was the ledge. And it's, it's like a couple thousand feet up in the air, just hanging over, and beneath it is this just complete straight drop down. But this, it, took a, it was a couple hundred feet to like get out to this area. There's another picture that maybe hopefully can give you a little context of just like how far down it was. This wasn't the ledge, but this was getting to it. And we, we climbed out there, and people are yelling at us. The, the fourth guy that was with us was like, nope. I'm not going nowhere. I've got fashion boots on. He was the worship pastor. I got fashion boots on. I ain't going nowhere out there. You, you guys can go kill yourselves. And so he's out there taking pictures of us. And while it was crazy and while it was exhilarating, and it's probably one of the dumbest things that I've ever done, not having any experience doing any of that, it was one of the most significant, most powerful moments in my life to be standing over the edge, looking down thousands of feet below, just fully embracing God's creation and just being blown away by what God had created. And I thought about this this week when I thought about significance, because how many of you know that in order to find significance, it, it requires some risk. It requires us getting out of our comfort zones. In order to find significance in our lives, a lot of times it means us doing something we didn't expect to do. God calling us out of what we thought we were going to do, and, and looking out into the, the distant possibilities of what can happen, and trekking through life to get to those distant possibilities. And look at this on the screen. I believe in order to shift from surviving to significance, you must have a God-inspired dream. You must have a God-inspired dream. And I wonder today, how many of you have a dream for your life? Like, don't panic, but what if, what if I handed you the microphone this morning and I said, hey, tell me what your dream is for your life? I wonder how many of us would answer that question with, with just a lot of generalities, you know? Just, well, you know, I, I want my family to be good and, and, and finances to be in a healthy place. Like, I, I, I don't have to be rich, but I'd like to be, you know, comfortable, but a little more than comfortable, or you, I, I just hope that my kids don't grow up crazy. Like, what those dreams for our lives, are they significant or are they just kind of like, they're, they're fine. They're fine. And I wonder 
at the end of our lives, if when we're standing before the Lord and, and we're just talking to him about our lives, I wonder how many of us would be excited about the dream that we lived our lives for. Was it significant? Was it something that we, we longed for something bigger than ourselves, bigger than just normal? And I can imagine for some of us, we would stand before the Lord and, and he would say, man, you lived a good life, but did you know that I, I created you for some really cool things? Did you know that like I created you for something even more significant? Like you, you have a really unique, did you know that? And I just wonder in our lives how often you and I settle for comfortable rather than dreaming for significant. That's the next point on the screen. Far too often, you and I settle for comfortable rather than dreaming of significance. And this morning, in the, in the time that we have left, I believe there's four different types of people in the room. And we're going to look at that in a second. But our, our anchor verse for today is a super common verse out of the book of Proverbs in Proverbs 29, 18. But I want to read it uh, in the message paraphrase because I, I just love how it breaks it down. Look at this first part. It says, if people can't see what God is doing, they stumble all over themselves. Haven't you been there in your life that like, you're not really, really sure what God's doing in your life. Maybe for some of you, you don't even believe God exists. And you're like, I'm just trying to figure out life on my own. I'm just trying to make this happen. And, and how many times do we just stumble all over ourselves because our plans just didn't work? But look at this. But when they attend to what he reveals, when they attend to what God reveals, they are most blessed. When we attend to, when we live out when we seek his purpose, when we try to find the significance that he wants in our lives, when we attend to those things, when we focus on him, our life is filled with blessings, abundant blessings. But we have to understand, though, this, this is an important difference. Significance is not popularity. That's not at all what God is looking for in this. He's not asking us to look for significance and I want people to recognize me. No, it's not about popularity. Some of the most significant people in my life, you would never know. Some of the most significant people in my life are quiet people that in a room full of people, they, they just like hide in the corner. They'll hide on the wall. They won't talk to a whole lot of people, but they are significant to me because the depth of what they bring. So significance isn't always fireworks and the life of the party and, and all this popularity. Significance just means the impact. I, I actually love the way that the famous baseball player Jackie Robinson said it. He says, a life isn't significant except for its impact on the lives of others. Our impact on the lives of others. And again, thinking about your dream, thinking about your passion in your life, is that dream and that passion in your life, does it only impact your life? That's challenging because we, we want to think and dream for ourselves because if, if we don't dream for ourselves, who else is going to dream for us? But Jesus lived a life that was so focused on other people. If your dream came true, would it change anyone else's life except yours? If the dream and the passion that you're going after in your life happened, if God goes, poof, there it is, your dream came true, whose life would be changed? Would it only be yours or would it be people around you? Would it be your community? Would it be your church? 
Would it be your family? Whose life would be changed? I mentioned there are four different people in this room today, and, and let's see which one you are. And the first one is this on the screen. There are people in this room that have no dream. And that's okay. We, we can just be real with each other. There's some people in this room that you don't have a dream. And maybe that's just because you've given up on, on trying to think that life can be any bigger than this moment. Maybe for some of you, you're jaded. Things have happened. So your life was so brutal that it's like, I, I just, there's no point. I'm not going to do that. Maybe for some of you, you don't dream because you don't know what to dream. You don't know what to expect. You don't know what you want to be when you grow up or what you want to do with your life. And so you just, you don't have a dream. And again, that's totally okay. So where do we start if that's us? I love the words of Jeremiah 33.3. It says this, call to me. This is God speaking. Call to me and I will answer you and tell you great and unsearchable things you do not know. God says, call to me, and I will answer you. So where do you start if you don't have a dream in your life, if you don't have what you feel like is purpose, something that's driving you to something of significance? You start by calling out to your creator. Call out to God, the one who knows and has a plan for your life. It starts with a relationship with Jesus. There's, there's no way to discover your ultimate purpose in life outside of a relationship with Jesus. I truly believe that. Now, I understand that there are, there are atheists in this world who are doing good things. There are people in this world who are completely against God, completely against church, completely against Jesus, and they are doing good things. And, and the response is, well, what about them? I believe they're doing good things, but I believe God has so much greater if they were in a relationship with him. The depth of what they could accomplish in their life it's not just significant in this moment for the people that's around them now, but when we do our purpose that Jesus put inside of us, it's eternally significant. It's not just significant in 2020, it's significant for all of time. And so I believe that it just starts with a relationship. And maybe for you, if you're in the room and you've never began a relationship with Jesus, we want to help you with that. There's a, a card in the front of your seat that just says, I have decided, and you can just fill that out and drop it in the black box over there before you leave, and no one has to know. And we want to be able to, to put someone in your life that can go and have coffee with you and sit down, and you can go, I don't understand this church thing or this God thing. Can you help me understand it? And we'll sit down and have a conversation with you. We'd love to be able to do that with you. The second group that's in this room today is someone, somebody, some people who have a wrong dream. For some of you, you've had a dream, and maybe we just talked about it a second ago, and it was healthy finances and kids that don't go crazy and life that's comfortable, and you realize, oh, wait a minute, maybe my dream is too small. Maybe the things that I've been driving towards, they're not as significant as what God wants us to do. Your dream hinges completely on you rather than on God. It depends on you. Look at the words of the author in Hebrews 11. Hebrews 11 is such an awesome scripture to read. It's, it's, uh, it's all about people who are filled with faith, and it begins this way. Now faith brings our hopes into reality and becomes the foundation needed to acquire the things we long for. It is all the evidence required to prove what is still unseen. Faith brings our hopes into reality. Faith becomes the foundation we need to acquire these things, and faith is the evidence required to prove 
what is still unseen. Your dream is still unseen. So how do you get there? You have it through faith, through faith. Do the things that you hope for line up with the purpose God has for your life? Are the things that you're striving for, again, if your dream came true, whose life would be changed? Maybe you have a wrong dream. It's not that it's bad, but maybe it's just wrong. And it's not significant. It's not bigger than yourself. It's not bigger than your family. And you just need a bigger dose of faith in your life to see the unseen happen. The third group is this, a stale dream. A stale dream. Maybe for some of you in the room today, you dreamed big dreams when you were younger. Maybe when you're in high school and college, you had these burning passions inside of you. And then when you got into life, you're like, whew, well, that was cool. But uh, life don't look anything like those things that I dreamed. And I wonder sometimes in our life, if we just settle for good enough, we settle for safe. In the words of a good Southern California, maybe your dream's just so basic. It's just basic, right? What if the dream that you had in your life, God put it there for a reason and you just forgotten it for a while because life comes and man, we get it. Life comes with all of its, stir- its storms and its twists and turns in life. And we just, that dream that we had of being an astronaut disappeared. But maybe they're legitimately not just being an astronaut or a, or a fireman or a doctor. Maybe there's something deep inside you that God wants to draw back out. I love the words of of Paul to one of his protégés in in 1 Timothy. He says, I'm writing to encourage you, look at this, to fan into a flame and rekindle the fire of the spiritual gift God imparted to you when I laid my hands on you. For God will never give you the spirit of fear, but the Holy Spirit who gives you mighty power, love, and self-control. I love those words, to fan into flame. It's a picture of of there being something in your life. Have you ever been at a, at a bonfire or, or out camping and the fire just dwindles down and all that's left is the embers, the flame is gone and you just see that orange glow and all it takes is someone to just blow on it, to fan it a little bit and that fire just, poof, it starts again. I wonder how many of us in the room today, God has the embers of a dream that's inside of our lives, but we haven't given him the chance to allow the Holy Spirit to blow on those things, to fan it back into a flame, to rekindle those things in our life that he put inside of us. Look at this. If you can accomplish your dream on your own, you're selling for less than God created you for. This is one of the most challenging phrases to me in my life because I want, I don't like to fail. So usually the goals and the dreams that I have in my life are ones that I feel like it's just outside of what I can accomplish on my own. And then God just has to do that last like five or 10%. Maybe you guys are better than me. Maybe you do better than I, but like, I don't like to lose. So I don't like to dream too big and too far because Ah, man, well, what if I fail? And God goes, whoa, 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 whoa. If you can accomplish your dream on your own, if you can accomplish your dream in your life without me, it's too small. You've settled for less than I created you for. And we need God to fan into flame 
those dreams and those plans in our lives. God wants your dreams and the vision for your life to be so big that our only response is to go, God, without you, I'm going to fail. Without you, God, if you don't show up, if you don't step into this, if you don't help me, if you don't give me vision and direction, if you're not a part of my everyday life, God, I am totally going to mess this up and I am totally going to fail. God, I am trusting you to show up. There are people in this, in, in Hebrews 11 that you'll see, and there's people all throughout the Bible that trusted God to do incredible, amazing things. There there are people who trusted God to part seas wide open. There were guys who trusted God to go, hey, I'm going to stop the sun in the sky so you can finish this battle. Like there, there are people who have trusted God to do ridiculous things, and God showed up. And I wonder, I wonder how many of us, our stale dream in life is so small and it's so insignificant that God goes, man, you... You can do that on your own if you just work hard. You can do that on your own if you're just disciplined. You don't even need me to do that. What kind of dreams are we dreaming in our life? What is the vision that we have for our lives? And the last one is this. There are people in this room who have a God-sized dream. And that's what he's desiring for us. That's what he, he wants for us. Some of us, your dreams and your visions are truly waiting on you, just trusting God to have them happen. But maybe for some of you, you need to, to revisit those plans. Maybe you need to ask yourself, are my dreams a God idea or are they a good idea? Are they a God idea or a good idea? And, and I, I know what you're thinking. I, I, I get it. Danny, you're cheating, right? You're cheating. Your dream is a church. So like, don't come judging me for my little dreams. Like, it, you, you don't count. It's not fair. But can I be just transparent with you guys? The dreams that I had for my life 10 years ago, the dreams that I had for my life five years ago, did not have me standing right here. The dreams that I had and the plans that I had for our lives and these huge things that we dreamed about and believed for and prayed for, usually I was sitting in the front row while somebody else was doing this. And at some point, God stepped into our life and he said, hey man, the, the dreams that you had, the plans that you had, they were good. But I've got something else. I've got something bigger than you expected. Those were good, but I'm taking you in a new direction. And in that new direction, it requires me to daily go before God and go, Hey, what now? What's next? What do you want me to do? You, you do, I, I can't tell you how many times in this journey that I've gone, God, you know this was your idea, not mine, right? Like, I, I, this was not what I anticipated. Like, I thought we'd be a part of a church plant, but I didn't think I was going to be the one at the front. Like, there's got to be somebody else. And God go, no, I'm, I'm choosing you. I'm choosing you for this moment. And can I tell you, I'm so thrilled to be stepping into this dream that God had for my life. And this dream that God had for my family to, to plant this church a year ago. But it's not what we anticipated. It's not what we expected. But God goes, you had a good dream. It was good. It was big. But I have a God-sized one that's different. 
And the challenge for us today is if God stepped into your plans right now and he completely changed it, are you ready to trust? Are you ready to have faith? Are you ready to say, God, whoa, that does not look like what I thought it was going to look like. But if that's what you're calling me to do, God, I'll do it. And for some of you, it means a completely different looking life than you anticipated. For some of you, it, it means shifting your focus as a family. For some of you, it means doing things that nobody else around you is doing in order for you to step into the dream and the calling and the plan that God has on your life. Are you willing to shift your life to a God-sized dream, even if you've had a good one all along? Are you willing to do that? To step in and say, God, I'm with you for the ride. Let's do this. As long as you don't leave me, I'm with you. Let's ride this roller coaster wherever it goes. And it leads us to a life of significance. A life of significance. I want to pray for you quickly before we transition and, and share with you some of the God-sized dreams that we have for the church this year in the little bit of time that we have remaining. But I wanted to just pray over you for just a moment. So let's pray. Jesus, Man, I, I remember the craziness of you stepping into our lives and saying, hey, this, you, you've had a good idea and a good plan for a long time, but I've got something different for you. God, I pray right now for every person in this room. Maybe they, they don't even know where to start with their dream. God, I pray that they call to you. Maybe they realized today that they had a, a, a good dream, an okay dream, but it was the wrong dream that you have something significantly greater for their lives. Lord, I pray that you would just speak to them this morning. For those in this room, God, who have a, a stale dream that's just sitting on the inside of them, a gifting, a purpose, a plan, an idea that's just been waiting for some attention, waiting for someone to just blow on that and encourage that and draw that out. God, I pray that your Holy Spirit would just move into their lives and rekindle that flame in their lives in the name of Jesus, that as they sit here, as they drive home, as they process this throughout the week, that you would just bring back to remembrance the thing that you, you put inside them years ago. And finally, God, I pray that every single person in this room would begin to have God-sized dreams. God, the dreams that we have for our lives personally, the dreams that we have for this church, God, help us not to be safe. Help us not to just settle, but to truly let your word be settled in heaven, that we would trust you, that we have God-sized dreams that scare us half to death because we can't do it without you pray that this would be, Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. We hope that you enjoyed the message today. We would love to be able to partner with you on your faith journey. Regardless of where you're at or what you're walking through, know that your friends at City Hills Church are here for you. 
If you would like for us to pray for you, click the contact button on the top of the homepage and share your request with us. Our prayer team will keep you and your family in prayer every week. We hope you have an incredible day and that you discover a little more purpose throughout your week. We look forward to seeing you soon.